Welcome to Beyond Medicine. My name is Rami Webby. I'm the host of the podcast. I'm a physician with a particular interest in healthcare innovation, building a better healthcare experience, and overall health and well-being. In this podcast, we bring you inspiring leaders from across the medical landscape to help us build a better medicine and lead a better life. We hope you enjoy. Vic, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thanks hey, for joining man. me today. What's going on, Rami? How, how are you? Doing well, doing well. All right, so I, you have a very long, interesting story, and you are a man that is, I find very inspiring and someone who's accomplished a lot in his life. Um, so I want to give you like a proper introduction here and <laughs> give you due credit. <laughs> so, so you're the CEO and founder of Viking Capital. You trained as a cardiologist initially. You finished your training. You started practicing medicine for a few years, um, and now you're a very, you know, successful entrepreneur and businessman. You've created multiple seven-figure businesses. Um, you own a private, you own a, a real estate company. You guys have done over a hundred million, raised over a hundred million dollars in private equity. You've done a half. You guys have a half a billion dollars in uh, property value. And your story, man, is just so inspiring. Like I've seen the way you work. I've worked with you. And like you're, you are a true entrepreneur and like the hustle, man, the hustle is so real with you. Um, and your story is one of the most unique stories, uh, you know, I've ever come across. And when your friend, you know, Ravi introduced us, he was like, this guy is the most driven man I know. He's like, he's like, and, and, and he was right. He's like, you are, and I, cause I've sat with you and I've, I've seen your schedule and I've seen like how much work you do, man. And, uh, to think that like someone else has gone through medicine, trained, you know, you know, to become a cardiologist, has the experience you have, and now does the things that you do and lives the lifestyle you do. It's just, it's really inspiring to me because you think if you just go through medicine and training, like you, there, you know, that's it. Like you just train as a cardiologist, but you do so many other things and you have so much um, talent in other areas, specifically in business. And like you formulated this life that's, that's inspiring. And I think that there's so many doctors that, and I'm sure you get this a lot, like doctors just wonder, like, how do you do it? Like, what, what, how do you become, a, how do you build businesses? How do you do all the things that you do and have the time to, to live the life that you live in? Before, before we kind of jump into all of that, I just want to hear, I want to hear the backstory of Vikram Raya. I want to know how, who Vikram Raya was growing up and then, how, you know, how you came to be what you are now. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Rami. I mean, that's that's a very kind uh, intro. I really appreciate it. Um, but you know, uh, we, we all have an origin story, and it's and who we are now is just crafted and forged in our minds decades ago, right? Or even weeks, months ago. Like, and, and every day is a fresh restart to who you want to become in the future. And, you know, the two things I found in my life that have really propelled me the most is learning to eliminate these two words from my vocabulary and it's quadrupled my income and has 10x my lifestyle. And the two words are this. Number one is either or and the second word is but. So I always think both. I don't think either or. I think, oh, I want to be a good dad or a good cardiologist. I want to be 
a cardiologist or a real estate entrepreneur. I want to be a real estate entrepreneur or a high-performance coach for physicians. I want to do that or I want to run I want to run this company or that company. No, I want both. And uh, most recently, this has been manifested by folks such as Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and you know Tim Cook and all these other amazing entrepreneurs out there. So you can do both, but maybe the order in which how you do it is very critical and important. And skill acquisition in order to achieve those goals is also quite important. The second thing I eliminated was but. But means like, da da da, boom, but. That means there's an excuse coming, there's an alibi, there's a reason why you couldn't accomplish something. And that means also there's a lesson learned that never got materialized. So what I've realized is everything is my fault and I take full, complete responsibility of it. And uh, that means I can accelerate forward. And I'll give you a perfect example. Like my dad, seven years ago, I just started my cardiology training and, you know, my, my, I was, we just moved to DC from Milwaukee after I, we had a six month stint in Hawaii as I was doing a locums cardiology job. And, um, uh, my son was turning one and in our culture, we throw like a pretty big party for the first birthday. And so, uh, we rent out this nice, uh, Indian restaurant and, uh, we had all these friends over and it was, everything was going great. Uh, my dad had flown from Atlanta with my mom he was given a toast and then things were just going amazing and then um we, while he was given the toast his his glass started shaking and then in the middle of it his glass dropped and he collapsed on the floor and we all rushed there and we're like oh my god what happened what's going on and um and then you know we had to rush him eventually to get uh, uh looked at and over the next couple of weeks we discovered he had a complete blockage of his right coronary artery uh, 50% blockage of mid artery, 50% blockage of his other artery. And then that was when like reality set in me being a traditional cardiologist or other cardiologists out there just doing their day-to-day job is not enough to reverse disease or change a person's lifestyle. And that's when I, I, I love, I fell into, I would say shift. There's three shifts that happened in my life. Uh, and that was shift one where I realized I can't just be a cardiologist any longer. And so I started studying, you know, functional medicine and reversing and proactive strategies and learning to improve my own life. And I started working out more and and take everything much more seriously because I'm like, look, genetically, I'm prone to this. And two, I want to help my dad. So after a couple of years, man, like, you know, my dad now is like, he's, he's his early 70s. He just, he was running up a mountain the other day with my mom he's uh he bench presses he jokes more than me and he's like you know tip top full health he's ready to go and i can see him sailing into his hundreds now and i i you know i just feel proud it was most of it was him but i feel proud to help help guide him and get him in there and then i've done the same for hundreds and hundreds of other clients now all over the you know the country in my clinic the vitology institute and so that was shift one and then um i would say shift two happened during covid Right, uh, successful cardiologist, and then you know I had always had. I, I read this book called Rich Dad Poor Dad, which I'm sure some of your other re- listeners have listened to. And I realized that if all my income is coming where I trading hours for dollars, then then I can't live the lifestyle I want. And I realized that I want to have a lifestyle where I'm free. You know, many doctors out there, and uh, Rami, you tell me if I'm wrong, but. Would you agree that we're all in sort of golden these golden handcuffs? Absolutely, hundred percent. 
Yeah, I mean, you, there's so much, not only that, there's so much sunken cost in what you've invested in, you know, like all the time, all the money that's gone into your training. Um, and then the promise of a paycheck that's going to relieve all your problems and make you debt free. And, and, uh, you know, you know, there's that, there's this end goal of like, you know, I'm going to pay off all of my debt. And finally, one day I'm going to be able to, you know, just do my job for fun. And then, you know, for, for a lot of people that day never comes. And for a lot of people, it's just, you know, paycheck after paycheck. And, um, you know, you're barely paying off the interest on your loans and it's, you're barely paying off your bills. And, um, I think a lot of doctors keep doing their job because they have to pay off their student loans and, you know, they've got, they, they got accustomed to a certain lifestyle. So they have to keep going to work every day and, and, uh, you know, they can't take the risk of leaving and starting their own practice or doing something that they do out of the joy of practicing medicine or the joy of the work that they do because they can't give up that paycheck. So absolutely they're golden And, and so, uh, you know, I was in that same position. Yeah. I was like, Look, uh, the way things are going, I'm probably not going to retire until I'm 65, 70. Um, I'm going to take my two vacations per year that I'm supposed to take. I'm going to have two nice cars and a nice home, and I'll hopefully be able to pay for my kid's college. And But I'll be working like a dog for the rest of my life. And if the hospital tells me, jump, I'll say, how high? If the, the private practice group says, go to f- seven hospitals in a weekend, I'll say, sure. Let me know which ones to go to. If they tell me, go skip your kid's um, birthday party, I'm like, sure, I, I can do it. Uh, who, who do you want me to cover for a call? And that was not okay with me. And I was like, there must be a better way. So when I was 33, when I started practicing cardiology, I was like, hey, look, if I'm still practicing the same way by the age of 40, something went terribly wrong. And so I didn't know how, but I put that, I put that thought in there. I planted that seed, and then it started germinating. So... W- Nights and weekends, instead of just chilling out, watching football games, you know, just, you know, grilling out and just taking it easy, watching Netflix marathons, binging, you know, all that. I was like, I would take care of my family. I would take care of my health. I'd take care of my patients. And then my free time, I was looking at real estate. I was looking at other opportunities on how to grow my wealth because I wanted to break free of this golden handcuffs. And uh, I started doing single family home investing. And that was great. And then um, in 2015, a buddy of mine, Ravi, whom we both know, we're like, you know, well, like, how do we take, how do we create tremendous amount of passive income and active income and not only help others, but help other doctors as well? And so we created Viking Capital. And so in 2015, you know, it was just like a, a crazy idea. Let's buy 100 unit apartment complexes. And then Ravi's like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> There's an absolutely no way, right? I could see that conversation right? happening with you too. And like, look, I mean, it was my first home in 2012 was a $26,000 beat up little house we bought in Atlanta, like in the outskirts of Atlanta. And so now we're like, oh yeah, you want to buy a, a hundred million, uh, you know, a hundred unit of property? I'm like, There's no way, right? And then so just like, you know, medicine is training, you can get training in pretty much anything you want in life. You want to become a... Uh, influencer online, sure, get training on it. You want to become a real estate entrepreneur, great. You want to become an options trader, learn it from the best of the best. And so what I've done early on is invest in coaching, mentoring, books, processes. And I'm like, learn, emulate, then innovate, then iterate, right? And so that's what I've done. And so I learned from the best. I figured out someone else who was doing it. I learned the process and I just got started. And 
what I've done is I always kept my day job. A lot of people say, quit your day job. Go pursue your dreams. BS. I call them out. No way. I had a mortgage. I had two kids. There's no way I'm going to do that. But I had enough frustration to know that I can't just be a doctor. There's too much inside me to do and too many passions and interests. You know, I joke, my, I'm sort of the renaissance doctor. Like, I like so many other things I want to do. And so I was like, how do I use my medical skill set in other ways, yeah. right? And so I didn't want to jeopardize my family. So I would, like, do these things on the side. And my rule for you guys is make your side, create side hustles, fertilize your side hustles. And once they start maturing and they start exceeding your main hustle, then you start backing off on your day job. And so... Uh, Viking Capital grew from 2015 to buying, you know, our first project uh, as a joint venture with a couple other folks to now, I mean, six years later, Rami, um, I'm closing on a $76 million project, 400 units, you know, in Indiana. And we have a half a billion dollars of real estate at our control. I have hundreds of doctors all over the country who invest with us and I'm living the life of my dreams and I'm just getting started, bro. Like, yeah, I'm 43. Yeah. And, and I'm doing this. Not, I'm not saying to brag. I'm not saying to impress you guys, but to impress upon you. I ain't special. Nothing I've done is extraordinary. It's just consistent action toward a defined goal. What happens to all of us is, is, is dis- distractions and shiny objects delay and dilute our our, our will, willpower and force in life. So there's, look, uh, we all have a limited amount of life force and energy. But the problem is all these different things arise and we dissipate that life energy among all of them. And so we don't get measurable success in anything. And so we're incrementally okay except for our main job. And so that's what we do. So what I've done is like, look, I, I identified one target and I just put all energy and went after burners, nitro boost on that one thing. And once I was successful, and then I created a team and then a, a, a system, a business system, if you will. And then I'm able to now back off and like, look, I'm going to Greece in two weeks with my family and I'm turning off my phone for a week, like turning off my computer. To disconnect like that is difficult, but I, I figured out how to do it. Create a, biz- uh, create a business that works, create a system, create a team, create processes and procedures, and then get rid of yourself as the bottleneck in the business. Yeah. Yeah. I gave you an extremely underwhelming intro and you do so much. Like, like you really are the Renaissance man here. And I want to know like Vikram Raya going up is Vikram Raya always this, this passionate, you know, driven guy who had these visions or did you just want to do medicine and become a cardiologist and and you know just go to work every day well who's who you know what was the young you coming up like so i'll tell you a story so uh in in sixth grade um i was uh i was at this uh, magnet school where you know they bust in like kids from like you know the suburbs you know we had to take pass a test and so we were supposedly you know in some kind of gifted program or something but then we were mixing with like the inner city kids um, and it, it was a good experience because I got to see real life. Like, you know, I was in a sheltered environment. I was like, like, this is raw, right? So like week one, I got my, uh, my gym shorts flushed down the toilet, right? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, week two, I got beat up, right? Oh, man. Week three was like, I was in band camp, right? And, 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 and kids were making, you know, I was, I thought I was very fashionable. I was wearing these like really long shorts 
they're called jam shorts <laughs> and you know i had like you know abstract colors and it was like tigers and um and alligators on it and i was like man i, I thought i was sporting I, I was like a pimp daddy i was just, i was strutting into that band camp you know carrying my trumpet case and yeah. and what happened was people started laughing making fun of me i told them please don't do that you know stop don't make fun of me and um they didn't listen and i was like dude like and there's actually one kid specifically i remember him to this day his name is gautam sud and i was like dude gautam stop it bro and he wouldn't listen to me and he kept on like harassing me and he just to make it worse dude he would take a picture of me and he drew a caricature and he passed it around all of the band camp and like at this point i'm like i feel like you know nothing yeah. how and, old were you you know i was uh sixth grade was it like sixth like grade. 12 like probably 12 yeah yeah and I, I had, pro, you know, my emotions, as I become older, I become wiser, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. But as a younger kid, my emotions sometimes get the best of me. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up showing him uh, the different side of my trumpet case. And I took out my trumpet. And I hit him on the head with my trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it got a huge uproar. Band yeah. camp director saw us. We got suspended. Uh, my mom came back to the school saying, crying, saying, don't suspend my son. And it was at that point my parents thought, this guy is up to no good. I don't think he's going to make anything out of himself. And they were just hoping, praying I would graduate at that point. And then over the years, you know, I just sort of figured out, hey, look, there's more to life. I need to figure this out. And once I got interested in school again, and, and you know, I was like, man, there's like a purpose. Yeah. When did that happen? Probably in high school, I was like, you know, got inspired by some really good teachers and yeah. like um, mentors. I was just like, look, if I just go on the route, road I was on, I'm going to be. Was you know. there something? Was there a click? There like was a click. I was like, I'm meant for more. Yeah. I was meant for more. And then I knew that I didn't have the, I, I don't know if it was IQ or book smarts that other kids had, but I had this insatiable willpower. And so I always knew that willpower beats skill power. And so that's when I was like, you know what? I'm just going to out hustle all these fools. Passion you know? and talent yeah. any day over yeah. skill. And, and so, yeah. uh, you know, so many people are, man, they'll crush these SAT tests or ACTs or whatever standardized tests. I would just like manpower through because that's all I had. And what I found was that was more than enough. And, you know, I got into the next level. I got into a good, you know, reasonable school. And I went to undergrad at Emory and then. I was like, man, medical school, like my mom's like, that was her dream to get me to medical school. And I was like, they they already had like me li lined up for um, the Caribbean medical schools. And they had me lined up for all these like, you know, European, where you just essentially pay to get in, you know. And uh, uh, I was like, you know, like, I don't know if I can get in, but I'll, I'm going to do my, my, my best. And, you know, I finally uh, did with all my energy and efforts and like, writing amazing essays and getting all these letters of recommendation and having all this research, all this, basically all the other stuff you need to get in What was, I think, what helped me get in. Yeah. And what was it, what was it, do you feel like you had a more internal drive to become a physician? Like you had this like idea of what you wanted to become or was it more like, you know, your Indian background, a Middle yeah. Eastern background, you, you know, like our parents, it's like doctor or bust, you know, is there, I was think there it was, any, it was, it was doctor or bust, yeah. but it was also, Hey, look, I, I always liked, I always want to up level and help somebody. That's what I've realized is my golden thread in life. And so everything I've done now, when I look back on it, that's what I was trying to do. I just started in the health arena, but that's not where I ended up. So it was just, it was a good starting point to get there. Cause I was always interested in like how the body works, how can I optimize, maximize, improve, reverse 
problems, you know? And so that's, and then cardiology was just, it was a no brainer with six people in your family who had heart attacks. I had to study this. I had to learn. I had to master it. Did you ever feel like an outlier in medicine because you were focused more on the optimization or maybe you were focused more on, you know, people who, uh, you know, on like, instead of like the sick care aspect of medicine or the traditional mindset of, you know, like doctors in medicine, do you feel like you were an outlier or like your entrepreneurial spirit maybe was at clash with kind of like the structure of medicine at all? Let me ask your listeners. I mean, I would say at least 30 to 50% of your listeners right now, as they're listening to this and, and listen to our, both our voices, they're frustrated with the current state of medicine, mm-hmm. right? It is sick I'd care say medicine. even higher than that probably. It is sick yeah. care medicine. It's yeah. not health care. It's not wellness care. It's like pill for an ill, right? You have a problem. You have an illness. You have a situation. And literally, it's like how do you stabilize the symptoms instead of treating the system? Right. And so fundamentally, it's a reboot of how I started thinking about medicine. And like I noticed in cardiology clinic, after I prescribed whatever I was supposed to prescribe or get them to whatever test they needed to get to, I'd spend the next 15 minutes literally creating an action plan of how like literally if they follow these lifestyle strategies, take these uh, supplements and do whatever they need to do, like they can reverse their disease in six weeks or less. Of those, maybe 15 to 20 percent were able to do it because you know, they were motivated, but like, I didn't, I didn't have much. I, I created like this book and this ebook and pamphlets and coaching material and, and motivational speaking. And that's all I had at that point, because I was running a, a busy cardiology clinic. Right. But I was like, man, there's more to this. And that's when that functional medicine fire lit. And now, um, you know, after three years of having my own clinic, after leaving traditional cardiology, what I've done is, um, uh, I, I've uh, I've started moving toward health optimization, biohacking, and human longevity. That's the next frontier for medicine, and that's where I want to take people. And uh, that's where I see my clinic, the Vitality Institute, going. Hell yeah, that's awesome, man! It's uh, it's so refreshing to meet people that have, you know, had this vision of what they wanted to do and didn't settle for what was on the table or what was being, you know, served, right? Because medicine serves you something, right? And you just got to, you know, you're a cardiologist, you got a job. You go and you do this, 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 and this. And it's refreshing to see, like, you're like, okay, well, I have this experience. I have this wisdom, this knowledge. I'm going to take it and do what I want with it now. I'm not going to follow the cookie-cutter recipe of what everybody else is doing. I, For me, I find that inspiring. Like, I was very, like, just hearing your story, for me, that was like, wow, like someone else has done it. And then, you know, you as a, as a physician, as anyone, like you want to see yourself in other people's stories, right? You want to say, man, like this guy did it. Then maybe, maybe I can do it. You know, I'm still pretty young in my, in my career. Maybe I can create the, you know, the practice of medicine that I want to have. I can create the life that I want to have. That's inspiring to me. And that is, you know, I think, I think, I think more physicians want to, live that life they want to take the leap they want to do the thing that they want to do they want to get out of their jobs like i'm surprised there's this like facebook group physician sidekicks who um oh yeah um uh, nisha meta yeah she runs I know her a, very well yeah she, she runs an amazing face group facebook group but for me i'm studying it every day i'm studying the psychology of what's happening in the posts of like thousands made like seventy thousand physicians daily posting and like, there's this reoccurring theme and I'm like, man, everybody wants to leave medicine. It's like, like ridiculous. Like people are burnt out. 
People don't know how to ask for what, people don't know what they're worth. People have been assigned worth by administrators, by hospitals. People are like, you know, am I charging too much for doing this? Is, uh, you know, like, how do I uh, free up my time? How do I expand my side gig? I want to get out of, uh, how many posts have we seen on there where it's like, I'm trying to leave my, my, my day job and go start my side hustle. And it's, I think, uh, I think Ram, you're onto something. Yeah. Um, really, we're in a new era. Yeah. It's the era of the physicianpreneur, right? It's the era of uh, a physician declaring to the world and to himself what they want, what he or she wants, and and here's why I want it, and here's what I'm going to do to do it. You know, because th- if if physicians practiced from their hearts instead of from their pocketbooks. This this world would be irre- irrevocably changed, and, and, and what I did was once I disconnected the being a doctor with a so I can get a paycheck to being a doctor with l- no limits. Hence, I've created a company called Limitless MD. Uh, I can now practice how I want, when I want, for who I want, uh, for the greater good, and it's amazing. So like. Uh, you know, if, if if every single doctor who's listening to this right now, if they knew that all their income is coming from somewhere else, that'd be how curious I would be to find out how they would practice instead. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, man. Um, there's so much to be said about all of this, um, and. I just, I just, it's just been, it's just been really interesting following this Facebook group and seeing like the psychology of, like, it's not even, it's just the the pulse of kind of doctors around the country. And like, I've been really surprised to see, you know, doctors just ready to leave and ready to do their, you know. I'll share with you a couple of stories of some of my physician clients that I work with, you know. And so I have clients all over the country who are like either pivoting out of medicine or trying to figure out how they want to practice medicine or, you know, adding other streams of income so medicine, they can back off from medicine. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, but, like, I have a doctor um, in California who wants to become the next mayor of L.A. You know, that's interesting. That right? is, yeah. And he wants to shift medical policy bec- through uh, political advocacy. We need more physicians in, in, in politics. I have, uh, I have a physician uh, leader in in seattle mm-hmm. she's a surgeon and she wants to um change um the inequality between uh female and male doctors like specifically surgeons and how much they earn um i have uh, a doctor in uh in new york city who wants to uh show doctors how to use their instinct and inner inner um inner intuition to practice better. And so like, it's amazing to see that that all these hidden gifts, these physicians possess, and now they're starting to express them and flower and blossom into sort of a complete person and a complete physician. Yeah. Yeah. It is really cool. I, 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 um, there's something that I've come across once and it was a lady talking about her new practice. She went into a direct care model and she said something that stuck with me. And she said, transitioning into this model freed my soul. It freed my soul and gave me the ability to actually go out and help my community. And I started doing pro bono work. I started having more time to actually do the things that I actually went into medicine to do. 
And it got me thinking a lot of like, you know, like I think I think physicians' souls are sucked up in medicine. And so they have left the point of now doing this for enjoyment and fulfillment of what actually medicine is all about, which is helping other people. And now they're doing it as a, you know, just like a means to an end for a paycheck. And because it's gotten so monotonous, because it's gotten so difficult to just survive in your day-to-day practice, like you're just exhausted from all the work and your soul is just sucked dry. You no longer do the things that that you find enjoyment for and that, you know, fill up your cup, right? So, you know, I always, I was just, it got me thinking, I'm like, man, if only we could free up more souls in medicine, if only more doctors could have that, you know, revivement of their souls, because then they'd go out and do more pro bono work. They'd help their communities more. They'd serve better. They'd like take care of their patients better. And we'd have a better society, you know? So let's let's do this right now. Let's, let's not make it a theory. Let's let's free some souls right now. You ready for it, Rami? Let's do it. All right, man. <laughs> so here's a challenge to all the listeners right now. Mm. Like, let's declare exactly what we want. So, number one thing from now on, and here's some of the guiding principles in my own life. Um, if things are not a hell yes, it's an it's an automatic no. So don't agree to something unless you're fully passionate about it, fully on board, and it and it's in alignment with your values, your beliefs, and your mission. Right. Number two. Stop being a mercenary and start start becoming a missionary. Follow really your north star or what you're supposed to do, and don't do things just for the for money or for just convenience and things like that. In the long run, missionaries actually make more money than mercenaries. Uh, number three, pursue the five freedoms. So these are the five freedoms that have really uh, sort of been a golden thread in my life. They've sort of helped guide me, and they sort of made me. What I would say uh, more of a complete success, right? I know a lot of doctors who are very wealthy. I know a lot of doctors who are extremely family-oriented. I know a lot of doctors who, you know, or who are very stress-free. But I know very few doctors who have all of that. And so what I suggest is, one, aim for these five freedoms in your life. One is financial freedom. You need to have enough in, in, in the bank account. You need to have enough abundance, enough cash flow, enough net worth to where you're not worried about the day-to-day things like that. You don't look at the bill. You don't check, you don't clip coupons. You don't, you know, if you want to, if you want to fly first class, so be it. Yeah. All right. So financial freedom, number one, number two, and there's multiple ways to do that. Can I expand, can we expand on financial freedom before we get to just one more point? Oh yeah, let's do it. Two ways we get to financial freedom. For me, I always think the most simplest way, if you're not making enough money, spend less. So like reduce your lifestyle as much as possible. Get a smaller house, get a you know a less expensive car all the big like i start with the biggest expenses usually that's like apartment so, housing car so uh, i'm gonna sort of d- agree with you rami but i'm also gonna sort of disagree only uh, only as a young person yeah like as early. a young person yeah, but early. what happens is it also sucks your soul a little bit when yeah. you reduce when you downgrade yeah so here's my um here's my updated version of uh, of of financial freedom Either you can reduce your means, which is another strategy. Mm-hmm. I would say reduce things that are not necessarily bringing you joy and you're doing it to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it's bringing you joy, do it. If, Absolutely, if, yeah. if traveling is something you're really passionate about, figure out a way to make that work. But what I suggest is number two, expand your means. Uh, expand your means. What that means is generate more revenue You know, because you have to use creativity, uh, resourcefulness, 
uh, strategies, and 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 and, and, and you want to be living in abundance and expansion, not in scarcity and limitation. So that's number one. Number two is um, uh, time freedom. Own your schedule, and there's two ways to do that. One, I've been getting up at 4:45 a.m. for a decade now, Rami, and what happens is I have more time in the day than pretty much everyone I know, and so I am able to do more. Um, I, 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 and then the second thing is I've started blocking off time. So initially when I was working as a full-time cardiologist, I, I eventually asked for one day off a week. And in that one day off, I was doing all the other things I wanted to do, whether it was hobbies, passion, side businesses, side gigs, all of that. Um, and then also don't uh, use, uh, you know, there's a book called The One Thing, which is really good on time management. There's another book called um, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy, really good. Um, you know, uh, there's another book called The uh, Perfect Day Formula by Craig Ballantyne, one of my coaches and friends. And so these are the kind of books that if you read them, you'll really show you how to like map out your day. Okay, great. And so that's that's how you create time freedom. Number three is then, um, you know, uh, sort of eventually geographic freedom. So if possible, if that's something of interest to you, see if you can work remotely, see if you can work virtually, see if you can... Um, you know, work, you know, not necessarily from a desk or a physical space, but anywhere, you know, online and stuff like that. And there's a lot of physicians who are moving to that model. But it does, if it's not for you, that's that's okay. The next freedom is sort of what I call a vitality freedom. This is a freedom to, for freedom from disease, freedom from illness, freedom from being unwell, and freedom to have sort of unbridled energy, ridiculous amount of, um, uh, energy is a new currency in life. If you have energy, you will have you will be wealthy. If you have energy, you will have a phenomenal family. If you have energy, you'll be able to achieve all your dreams. Energy is a horsepower for your dreams. Hell yeah! There's a, actually a, one of the famous physicists actually in an interview. Um, I forget his name, but he was talking like about a you know a huge longitudinal study that he had you know done over long periods of time, and he's he literally said he's like, "There's only one thing that predicts success," in my opinion of all the things that I've ever studied of what a successful person is made of. And the one thing is energy. Boom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. If you have energy, you, uh, yeah. you can be successful. Yeah. So yeah. energy is the new currency, my friends. Yep. Get some. And the yeah. final one is sort of mindset freedom. And this is to have like a bulletproof, resilient mindset, freedom from stress and worry, and just overall a pleasantness, you know, a cheerfulness of life. And, and, and and if to combine all of this, if you had to make it into a sort of a global situation, it's called having what I call blissful discontent. You're happy where you are. You're thankful. You're grateful, but you know there's more out there, and you're mm-hmm. ready to pursue that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think physician. I think those are great freedoms. I love them. And you know, you helped me dive in on a lot of these. Like, and it was so helpful for me to like really dissect because we can say each one is a category, but when you really dissect it and dive into each one and like the nuances of how you actually get to having the freedom of time, having freedom of vitality, having more energy, having the mindset. Um, you know, it's a, it's a process. And I think the biggest ones obviously for doctors and the most frustrating is like, we have no time, right? That's what, that's a huge issue. Um, we have no energy sometimes because our work drains us. Um, and then, uh, and then the mindset is also a big problem because we get programmed after all of these years of training. Like you go through a process, 
that's a, you know in a hierarchy and you're kind of told to do X, Y, and Z, and you, you're trained to be a worker. You're trained to be an employee. You're not trained to be someone who's self-sufficient and who can start a business and who can manage themselves. You're trained and programmed from the start. This, there, you know, there is a neuroplastic process happening in your brain, whether you like it or not, that is training you to be this kind of person. And I think that to break out of that, it's like people do, you, first of all, you have to be aware that you've, that's even happened. And I think so many doctors are not aware that you went through a process of brainwashing over eight years from the medical school where you were a little medical student who you were taught to be like a little servant that's like really timid and fumbling over themselves to a resident where that just feared for their, for losing their job or feared for killing someone or feared for like, you know, like doing a mistake being reprimanded and then the further along you get in that the more sunken cost you have and the more fear there is of like you fought, you have to finish so you become this people pleasing servant to to your superiors and then when you finally get out the programming is done and your brain is now wired and you think in a certain way and you act in a certain way and then now you're out in the real world and you have to now like become self-sufficient and you have to become um you know take control of your life but the programming leaves you in a state of of being vulnerable to and preyed upon by everyone else and that mindset like i think you have to be self-aware and you have to be ready to able to break that mold and change your mindset I, I think you're in trouble, Rami, because I heard the cops, yeah. uh, or the police sirens, they're coming after they're you, coming buddy. They're coming after me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're shaking up the uh, the status quo, man. Stop doing it. Hey, hey <laughs> so, I'll, I'll take, the, I'll take so, the fall. So, so what I, what I uh, another realization, Rami, was this. You know, they're like, oh, my God, you spent so many years being a cardiologist. How can you walk away? I'm like, I didn't walk away. Uh, I evolved. So sometimes you give up your dreams to follow your destiny, Rami. And that's what I've learned. I'm like, look, my destiny is, is I didn't give up cardiology. I'm using my cardiology in a new way. Yeah. You know, um, oh, you gave up functional medicine or you're not doing, you know, functional medicine. No, I, I learned from that as well. And I, I'm utilizing that. Oh, you're not doing single family home. No, I use that to do multifamily now. Oh, um, you know, like, uh, what about like work in the hospital? Well, I've used my hospital experience to, you know, to expand uh, on how I can change the healthcare system in this country, right? So it's taking all your your experiences and just um, using them as, as foundational tools and evolving. So what I found is a constant and never-ending improvement is, is sort of a motto uh, for the new the new breed of physicians out there. You must keep learning, you must keep growing, and you got to go multidisciplinary. You take things from this field and this field and this field and you mix it all together and you can create your ideal life. And um, there's no path for us, uh, these new breed of physicians. You sort of have to create your own path. And so I, 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 I liked Mark Hyman. I looked at Tony Robbins. I looked at all these doctors and, and, and entrepreneurs and people that I admire. And I took a piece from all of them and, and I created this sort of new way of life that I've embodied. And then maybe someone's going to take a piece of what I do and someone else, and they'll, and they'll create their, their version of life. So that's what it is, guys. Um, 
and, and don't be afraid because look, worst case scenario in my life, I can just hang up everything I've done, go to bankruptcy and go become a cardiologist. Yeah. That's my backup plan. That's guys. your worst case scenario. So my backup plan is to be a cardiologist. Yeah. Think about it. If you're a physician, that's your backup plan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you're you're sitting quite well guys yeah it's okay to take some calculated risks yep um in a small way and, and pursue your dreams oh, and i'm giving you permission right. to do so because yep. i no one no one gave me permission i just did it yeah and so yeah you don't need anyone's permission yeah, yeah. you don't need anyone to co-sign on your dreams my friends yep. go for it yep 100 percent. like that's the thing people do, it's this trap you know, and it's pretty normal for other professionals like a lawyer. How many lawyers do you know that are not practicing law and are just doing something else? And it's perfectly normal. Nobody thinks anything about it. But if you're a physician and you tell people you're not practicing medicine, you're doing this other thing, it's like, what? You're wasting that skill? No, it's your, you, it's experience. And there's this... Um, <clears throat> like, I, I'm just straight out of training right now, right? And I'm, you know, practicing right now part-time medicine. And I'm... I'm like, I thought about it. I'm like, I spent so much time stressing of like, should I go take a full-time job? What am I going to do? Why am I, why, why aren't I working all the time? And like, why aren't I doing what everybody else is doing? And I'm like, my worst case is my worst case scenario is amazing. Like if I really put it in perspective of like a world room, my, my worst case scenario is amazing. I work an urgent care job and, you know, make plenty of money. And be comfortable, and that's my worst case. And so I'm like, I'm 30 years old right now. I have some time to take. I have some time to do what I want to do and take some Robin, risks. I want to. I want to. I want to yeah. jump in there, man. I yeah. want to stack on exactly what you said. Yeah. Um, I'm going to speak to all the listeners out there. Listen, yeah. the reason why you haven't achieved your dreams, your full capabilities, your utmost passions, or to really make a dent in the universe is one word. It's called comfort. Physicians are too damn comfortable. Right, they make just enough money to where they live a good life, and from the outside in, for other people looking in, they're like, "Oh, he's a doctor. Oh, he's rich. Or he's a doctor. Oh man, look at that. He has a nice house and a nice car." Again, these people are have the golden handcuffs, and unless they're really thriving and enjoying that that practice, which there's a good percentage of doctors who are doing it who really are just in flow when they're in, 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 in the hospital or in their clinics and kudos to them because they're doing what they're supposed to do. But the other people who are saying, man, I'm doing this so that, if there's any kind of so that or because, those are the people who are not in their full essence. And those are the people I'm speaking to. Stop being comfortable. Learn to be uncomfortable because it's in the areas and in the, in the moments of uncomfort or discomfort where your true growth lies and with growth lies exponential uh capabilities and um really your the true rewards yeah yeah and then what i found interesting is like people are more afraid of my future than i am <laughs> like everyone's so worried about me like why why aren't you going and taking a full-time medicine job why aren't you doing this why don't you like you know, like X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, why are you so worried? I'm, I got, I'm doing fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm building my life. I'm trying to do what I want to do with my life. I'm, I don't want to do what... Ra- Rami, yeah. uh, if you don't have haters or yeah. if you don't have people who think what you're doing is crazy, you're not yeah. thinking big enough. Yeah. And the other thing I get, a lot of, a lot of my clients and friends and people uh, who are doing something different, they have what we call imposter syndrome. Mm. 
Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I want to speak to that. So for those of you who don't know what imposter syndrome is, it's really like, oh, my God, I'm here, but I don't need, to, I don't deserve to be here. Uh, or, man, what if they find out that I'm really not that smart or I'm not that gifted or I don't have the skill sets? Uh, and it's just like kind of sort of guilty feeling that, hey, I don't deserve what I have or I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And I'm going to tell you this, guys. Uh, if you don't have imposter syndrome, then again, you're not thinking big enough. You should have imposter syndrome because that means you're doing something different. You're doing something dynamic. You're doing something uh, that's uh, disruptive. And that's where people who are going to move our society, that's what they're doing. You know, it was, it was not normal to have an app that would allow people from all over the country to become your chauffeurs. But that's what Uber did. It's not normal to have like, you know, um, all these shows on a website that you can watch for just a small fixed fee. But Netflix did that, right? And, and, and they disrupted themselves. They went from like the video model, right, where you mail in DVDs. And people were so upset when they got rid of the DVDs. But now it's like a no-brainer. So people will hate you at the beginning. They'll challenge you. They'll question you. And then they'll finally accept you and praise you. Yeah. It I, just depends on where in the evolution you are with your ideas. Yeah. I think what I, I think in medicine specifically, I, I reached a point where I stopped telling people what I'm going to do or what I want to do because I realized it triggered insecurity in a lot of people that I talked to and it would make them feel like, oh, wow, he's like leaving. He's leaving the traditional route of what a doctor is supposed to do. Oh, this guy thinks he's so cool. This guy thinks he's big shit. And like I and I and I I get that vibe and like I'm just talking about my my passion. I'm talking about what I want to do. And people would look at me like you must think you're hot shit or something. And I'm like and I'm like no. I'm just telling you like I want to do I want to have a media company. I want to do podcasts. I want to do business. And so like I realized pretty early on to stop telling people, especially doctors, what my plans were. And what I, you know, what my actual passion was and what my vision, I just like started keeping my mouth shut around people because I, unless it was someone that I felt like had similar vision and understood kind of where I was coming from, then I would talk about it. And I like someone like yourself, I would talk to you about like my passions, but there's some people that get triggered by, you know, you having, you trying to leave the cookie cutter path, you know, people get triggered by that because like they can't see themselves able to do that. They can't see like they they feel like oh like i can't even i could never do that like i have to be in my job and do this this and this so like almost makes them they don't know they're insecure but it is they're they're insecure about it and so like they almost kind of like give you like that kind of like that weird eye like this guy's not really here for the right reasons this guy's like only here for himself and, and I would it's say, not Arami, true. it's probably not their fault it's yeah. like uh, ingrained human nature right think about yeah. it this way like if someone's different, yeah, that can, that feel you feel threatened. Are they better than me? Are they leaving me? Are they, you know, am I doing the right thing? And it makes them question themselves. And so, uh, what happens when you meet a true business mentor or entrepreneur that that is uh, of the right mindset? They're always an expansion. They're like, oh, you want to do that? Great. Let me introduce you to three other people who are doing that right now. And boom. Oh, have you thought about adding this to that same idea? I think that will get you there quicker. And they're always thinking abundance. They're always thinking expansion. They're always thinking, hey, how can I help? Because, uh, look, the bottom is crowded, but there's more than enough room at the top, guys. And uh, each one, teach one, right? Each one, help one. 
and that's the goal. And so you, you know, we, we can talk about, you know, I used to teach people how to detox their bodies. But what, what I'm doing now is I'm teaching people how to detox their friendships and detox, uh, uh, you know, situations that, that are holding them back. So we have these limiting beliefs in our brain and we have limiting people around us. And by getting rid of both, uh, you're able to accelerate your growth so rapidly, exponentially. And people, again, underestimate what they can, overestimate what they can do in a year, Rami, yeah. but they underestimate what they can do in three years. Yeah. And so uh, to all the physician entrepreneurs out there, let me recommend a book called The Vivid Vision. Uh, this book is something I'm going through right now where, man, you just create this amazing vision of what your life, your work, who you're helping, your mission, the kind of feeling you're going to get when you get done with it. And it's a three-year vision. And five years is too too far distant. Ten years is way imaginative. One year is too short. And so that three-year time horizon is really what they, you map out. And you make it so vivid and, and then you use some, um, you know, imagery in as well. And it goes beyond a vision board, right? Vision board is yeah. so 2018, guys. So if you're still doing vision boards, great. I love it. But let's let's step up to the next level, okay? Yeah. So vivid vision, highly recommend it. And, and for those uh, people, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You have a, a plan of where you want to take your life. Check out that book and check out that process. It's going to blow your mind. Hell yeah. Man, Vic, this is a... Uh... This has been a really fun conversation. Like we we can go on we can go on <laughs> about this forever. Like I feel like we could do another two hours here, and like really dive in on some of these things. And maybe we'll, we'll do a follow up. Maybe yeah. on the five, on the five. Um, uh, what is it? Five truths. Five freedoms. Yeah. Five Absolutely. freedoms. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd love to do that again. Um, where can you know we're getting you a podcast soon? You guys, you're launching Limitless MD. Yes, the Limitless MD podcast. Thank you, Rami, yes, for helping yeah. me launch my podcast, baby. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we're, I'm excited about this. You're a great speaker. You have great guests that you have lined up. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people can really learn a lot from you because you, you know, I mean, you've got the track record. You've done it. And a lot of people want to do, they want those freedoms. And they can learn a lot from you. And I think uh, Limitless MD is going to be a great resource for physicians and, you know, for people interested in business and, and leadership and, you know, uh, you know, financial freedom. So I'm excited for Limitless MD to come out. Um, hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll uh, yeah. we'll be able to link to it. Yeah, yeah, no and, worries. Uh, uh, yeah, where can if anybody wants to connect with you, find you? Where can they do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm launching. I'm rebranding my website, so it should be by the time your listeners listen to this, should be ready to go. It's vikramraya.com. That's V-I-K-R-A-M-R-A-Y-A.com. Um, that's a great way. And then if you want to DM me, uh, find me on LinkedIn, linkwithvic.com. That's L-I-N-K with Vic, the V-I-K.com. So you can connect me directly with me on LinkedIn. Otherwise, my website, vikramrai.com. Love loved to chat with you guys. And again, um, if you want to book a call with me, uh, we can do a complimentary dive and see if, see if we can help you get, get to your next level of evolution. Hell yeah. Vic, pleasure, my friend. Thanks, Rami. Thanks, Rami.